What's up, sweetos? Tonight's episode is brought to you by Dormy Golf Workshop. Dormy Golf Workshop was created by PGA Canada members and brothers, Jeff and Todd Bishop. Born and raised in Nova Scotia, Jeff and Todd have traveled the world playing the game they love and have since landed back in Nova Scotia. Through all of their worldly golfing experiences, the dust has settled, and now they offer you this, a handmade leather product that'll rock your socks. Dormy offers US Open covers, custom covers, NHL covers, US and Canada theme covers that are must-have accessories for golfers. Dormy Head Covers was created with the intention of bringing fellow golfers really cool covers and allowing the customer to be involved in the creative process. Real custom leather products that are a hole-in-one. Use code BLHC for free shipping to the US and Canada. For more information about Dormy Workshop, visit their website at dormyworkshop.com. That's dormyworkshop.com, D-O-R-M-I-E workshop.com. You can also follow them on Instagram and Twitter under their handle, at Dormy Workshop. Tonight's episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club is brought to you by golfsmostwanted.com. Golfsmostwanted.com offers a wide variety of unique and custom ball markers. We're talking everything from avocados to hockey skates and everything in between. So if you're a scratch golfer getting to the green with ease and looking to add a little flair once you're there, or if you're like our own Uncle Artie Sullivan and picked up a few ticks, some poison ivy, and thrown a couple clubs on your way to the green and need a little distraction from your game, GolfsMostWanted.com has the marker for you. You need to check out GolfsMostWanted.com and see for yourself the massive selection of unique and custom markers. These markers won't end up rattling around in the bottom of your bag or in the washing machine after the round. These are the real deal. So go to golfsmostwanted.com and check these out. That's golfsmostwanted.com. You didn't come here to lay up. Hello, welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We got another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. We got episode 116 tonight, fellas. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Dormy Workshop and Golf's Most Wanted. A big sponsor of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight. We have all the usual suspects sitting in the house with us tonight. Patrick Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And local IT guy, Robbie Pete Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you momming them? And the all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. What's up, man? What's up, sweet And your host of the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, doctor. Well, fellas, we got a pretty cool guest sitting in with us tonight, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, Pat Maroon. What's up, Pat? What's going on, fellas? Glad to be a part of it. Yeah, thanks for coming out, Pat. Appreciate it. Back-to-back champ. No big deal. No big deal. Hometown hero. Yeah, I know. We got it all going. <laughs> Where are you tonight, Pat? Are you in uh, Missouri? Are you in Tampa? Yeah, I'm in St. Louis right now. So, uh, sorry I was late to the puncture. I was just at my son's hockey game. I watched, uh, can't work, but it was it was fun to watch. So I've been taking this time to really soak in uh, watching my kid play. So it's been fun to be a part of that. Usually I'm not home for this time of year, so... I'm really taking advantage of it, taking the hockey, going to practices, and uh, watching him develop as a kid. So uh, I've been really fortunate this time. I know it's on on certain times with COVID, and obviously yeah. it's cool, but I'm really taking advantage of it. What, what do you do? Do you sneak in the back door and have sunglasses and a long wig and a <laughs> beard? How does that? Yeah, some. I mean, it's probably cool every once in a while, but everyone, you know, after a while, it's like fucking a, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> It's uh, it's different. I just think uh, with the mask now, no one really oh, recognizes yeah. 
but I do stand out because I'm so <laughs> big, so people do recognize me, but not as much. I mean, when I'm with, when I'm watching my kid play, like in the rink, no one will really bother me. But if someone gets wind of it, like a team, then it then it gets yeah. hectic like in the lobby when you're waiting for them. But it is what it is. I, I tell people all the time, when I retire, none of these kids are going to want to talk to me anyway. So <laughs> I have and uh, patience to really say hi to them because when you're retired, you just no one really cares about you anymore. You just get thrown <laughs> in the woods and people forget about you. So I really try to take the time and announce the kids and, and say hi. When we were younger, you know, it was so far away. There was no chance of us seeing a professional player, right? So nowadays we can watch you on TV. We can watch you on videos. We can watch your interviews. I actually ran into Wayne Gretzky once and I froze. I had no idea what to say to Wayne Gretzky in the middle of, you know, it was New York City, Chelsea Piers. Um, he was there watching his kid, but you walk through a door and you see Wayne Gretzky go through. What the yeah, fuck do you do? You know, yeah, I suppose. Well, the problem is now it's just like when I when my dad used to take me to see like Brett Hall at like or Grant Fear at like a hockey store. It was like there was no pictures. You literally just saw said hi to him and maybe get an autograph and. When I when I see famous people now, I try not to take a picture. You just try to photograph memory of like the good times now. And I try to tell my kid that when you see someone, obviously I want to take a picture with it, but just like remember it because like those are the times I felt like when I was young and my dad did that for me. It was the coolest thing. I can always talk about it. Now these kids you slide across their phone. It's like oh look what I did. <laughs> and I'm like like only if phones are allowed right now. I feel like. I thought like, selfies were going to like fizzle out when they first started doing those years ago. I'm like, these things are so fucking gay. And now yeah. it's like, like, I was totally wrong, man. It's just, it lives on. Everybody <laughs> has to take a selfie and it's fucking crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, so we talked to Derek Malone a little bit back. Uh, what was it like a month ago? So we appreciate him talking to you and helping you get, get you on the show. And uh, what's he like as a coach? Is he a pretty good, good dude? Yeah, he's hysterical. He's a really good coach. He knows his hockey stuff. Obviously, he's pretty much one at every level. Um, yeah. And he's just a really good hockey mind, and he knows what he's doing. I hope one day he can land a job in that NHL as a head coach because I think he'd be really good at it. Um, the news is the man. I mean, we go back into, geez, when I was trying out for the Bandits, my – first year juniors and he recruited me when he was at fair state. So uh, I signed the papers. I verbally committed. So me and Newsy went way back. And then when he left to go to Denver, I was like, well, I'm not going to go to fair state. The guy that recruited me. So I don't really trust the other guys. So it's just funny how everything landed full circle. We won a Stanley cup together. I mean, the guy, me, and I got Cooper that coached me for the bandits for two years and him and Cooper best friends. So it all came for me and to get the opportunity to play for him finally it only took me fucking 14 years to get get next to me but he's a beauty that guy's awesome he's like i said he's going to be a hell of a coach he's already a hell of a coach now but i think he's a really good coach in the nhl as a head coach love it yeah yeah we're all from uh, upstate new york pat we're uh like st lawrence university i know you played in syracuse for a little bit yeah. two hours north 
you know where St. Lawrence University in Clarkson? I'm sure you heard of that. Yeah, as Bullock went there, uh, McKenna went there, a couple of St. Yeah, yeah. I'm skating with a kid right now, Blake Dangus. He's committed there. So okay. a couple of those kids going to St. Lawrence. So I think Robbie Moss went there. He was a goalie too. So we got we got a couple of kids that went up there. So St. Louis is making St. Lawrence uh, a hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, St. Louis is a hot spot with all the guys, the Kachocks, Clayton Keller. I mean, you know, every the I think it was Logan Brown's father. I mean, it's just yeah. uh, Ken Janison, you, uh, Pat Lafontaine. I mean, the list yeah. goes on and on. It is a hotbed. Uh, but like yeah. I said, we're we're from upstate New York, and we got Bogosian from Messina. Beauty, beauty. <laughs> he's okay. a good guy. Oh, he's the best. That's a great family. He- <laughs> Uh, he talks about Messina all the time. So he was sending me his house and all the land he had. He was hunting during quarantine right before we took off. So that guy had it good there. So, no, Pagosian's the man. He's one of my good friends on the team, and I'm sad to see him go. God, I'm go- we're going to miss him because he, he held that locker room down. He's a great personality, and he's a great teammate. Yeah, he's a good guy. We. We, you know, my my wife went to high school with him, so we've had him on the podcast here a few times, and it's great. But yeah, it's good to see him and win a Stanley Cup. That was huge for us, being you know from upstate New York. So uh, he's going to invite the cup party or what? I don't know. That'd be great. <laughs> what's the deal? You guys getting the cup or like what's going on? With COVID uh, shit sucks because like every time I try to get it, St. Louis goes on lockdown. I don't really want to go through that hassle. I want to do it when it's like clear free and uh my my family and friends can actually party and have a good time so so december's out because it's sober time did he say anything anything? Uh, i don't feel like like i'm getting the cup anytime soon so (laughs) that's true did did bogey say anything about getting released from buffalo what the fuck was going on there uh he didn't really talk about it but i think he was being a healthy scratch and them playing the young guys, and I think he just got over it. He didn't want to play in the minors. Obviously, yes. when you're a guy like Bogosian and you've made a mark in the NHL as a solid player, I think he was just, I'm not going to go down to the minors. When I think his agent told him he had a couple offers, so he was like, why even risk and terminate my contract? And uh, he was getting a lot of playoff teams looking at him, and he, he picked the right team. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I love it. Sure. Buffalo's yeah, hey. fucked up twice with well, and, and you know about Ryan O'Reilly in St. Louis. Yeah. So, Rob's so a Buffalo fan. Twice, so I'm a, a Sabres podcast. Yeah, they got rid of Ryan O'Reilly. He wins the cup. They got rid of Bogosian. He wins the cup. What the fuck is going they on? They fuck up everything. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not those two. Maybe it's something else. The Bills are looking good, Rob. Let's just stay yeah, with the, the Bills. Bills. The Bills do look good. I'm cautiously optimistic here. <laughs> we'll see we'll see but hey pat uh tell me about uh when you were in the uh in the bubble playing dallas and you put the snapper into the bench man what, what was going on there <laughs> what were you thinking stir up stir the pot yeah. a little man I, I honestly i was i kind of blacked out and <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an easy target for a lot of guys people chirp me a lot and i think um it's just relentless sometimes, and it actually gets so annoying to the point where it's just like, I want to grab someone's head and beat them in, but I can't. <laughs> Understand. 
I was skating by the bench, and they were just kept chirping and chirping, and the puck was laying there. So I shot it. I I paid for it in the locker. The coach was <laughs> on it. Um, you know, I feel like that was a TSN turning point. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was just trying to start a Donnybrook, and that didn't happen. So, <laughs> Speaking of Donnybrooks, how come every time you and Chara play each other, you guys end up fighting? Yeah, you uh, guys respect respect one another, and every time you guys, you know, drop the gloves, you guys are, like, almost smiling, and it's like yeah. good friends. <laughs> I respect Big Z. I think he respects me. I think the problem is, like, we it's either, like, we're up a couple or he, he's – they're down and they we ask each other and <laughs> I don't remember the first time I ever fought him in Edmonton. I was like he was chasing me around. He's like, Let's go and I'm like, Oh, I don't think this is a good matchup big year. And I fought him. And uh end up going him and like I scored a hat trick, I think I was like, I should fight him every game. Maybe I'll get <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is. That but I didn't, uh, comes out. I, I didn't realize I was playing with McDavid, so I was like, Ah, sorry, I can't fight you every game. <laughs> yeah i was wondering that i was you know every time you the bruins or you're on the ice with z you're always uh, dropping the gloves so and he's respectful like he's not he's not trying to hurt you obviously no. we're both trying to you know fire up our team a little bit yeah. but i mean at the end of the day it's so hard to fight him i mean he's so long and it's and if you try to go toe-to-toe with him i mean you're you got to you got to hit him clean, or he's going to hit you so hard you're going to go down. So <laughs> yeah. it's amazing he's still playing. Though. I mean, it's yeah. just you know incredible this guy's still in the league, right? At, at what 42 now? Is he 42? Yeah. 43, 44, is he? Yeah, <laughs> I lost track. Man. About 43, I think he's older than all the guys on here, right? Who's 42? Anyone? Not yet. Yeah, not yet. So I can't even imagine. Fuck. I walked down the stairs. I pulled a hammy the other day. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you guys are just talked about, you know, a shortened season. Uh, We had the Avs coach on last week, and we talked to him a little bit about, you know, the shortened season, uh, shortened camp. What was it, like two weeks they're going to give you guys to to get in shape or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think now the new NHL, it's not – it's everyone's kind of in shape now, man. I feel like everyone's kind of prepared and ready. It's not like the old days. Like, I mean, I came in, I feel like I came in when the old school guys were still there a little bit. Uh, and then now it's just down. There's more, they're trying to weed out the older guys and they're trying to add more young skill. And I'm actually, I'm so sick of it because it's just not the same attitude anymore. And it is what it is, but, they say two weeks, but I feel like these kids now are eating healthy. They're playing Xbox. They're not really doing anything. It's not like <laughs> we'll have a couple beers after a game or let's Smoking go. Darts. Smoking darts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, my coach, John Paddock, I mean, my rookie year, he was smoking cigarettes outside the, outside the line. So, like, yeah. I just feel like I was with so many old school guys, and I see it that way, and I'm an old school guy, and I'm just kind of lost in, like, the new transition of the game, which I respect it. I mean, it's, it needs to go that way, but I feel like it's dying down a little bit of fans too. I think it needs to get more aggressive, more hitting. Uh, you need to let Tom Wilson run around and take guys' heads off. I mean, at the end of the day, he's playing the game. He's not trying to hurt guys, but it is what it is. But I think guys are going to come in shape. They always do. 
uh, like I said, the new NHL guys are ready, prepared, and uh, always focused and dialed in. Yeah, I mean, when I played juniors in Canada and in Ontario, and you know, in between periods, some of the players are smoking darts, and you know, I'm 40 <laughs> years old, and that was the clutch and grab. But it is true, you know, uh, um, you know, the new NHL players are they hire cooks to make them like avocado, you know, <laughs> bean salad. And, you know, they're not like we had Theo Fleury on and he used to say that everyone, there's fucking ashtrays in the locker room. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so but, we intermissions and then we get a cloud of smoke of John Paddock cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was 08, 09. So like when you played, I mean, that, that probably would have been the best time to, fucking play because it's old school like beers after the games in the sauna like having beer i mean obviously it's not like that anymore but yeah. the game good it's fast paced i'm not taking that away from anyone but maybe i'm just an old soul no nah, there's always gonna be a place for guys like you man in the league I, I hope i hope you're right though and i hope it kind of comes back around to the uh keep these enforcers and stuff in, in, in the physicality of the game, because you're absolutely right. I think the fans want to see. Enforcers. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be looking over your shoulder, man, when you're playing hockey. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, if you, if you start losing, looking over the shoulder, it's, it's not the same game anymore. Sorry, Pat. It was just kind of like Rob and I were talking earlier. It's, you know, like I said, we were the clutch, clutch and grab and you could hook and, you know, water ski through the neutral zone. And now it's kind of like uh, shinny hockey, right? It's, uh, you know, but there is boys like well, the, the first thing we did, the first thing we did in a game was find somebody who was good on the other team and you rock their fucking world to show them that you own the ice. That was my fucking there you go. <laughs> Those days are gone. They're not here anymore. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately it's not. And that's just, you got rats running around, running guys, taking liberties and, I mean, who do you got left? Luch, Reeves, Wilson. Wilson, yeah. I mean, and Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like it's Wayne Simmons if he fights. I mean, yeah. But like, I just don't like when I. I mean, I'll tell you a funny story. I'm sure you guys been through it. On my rookie camp in Philly, you had Riley Cote, Dan Carcillo. Uh, Jordan Shelley, um, Steve Downey, and geez, who else am I missing? I don't know, it was like for geez, sure. These guys were biting at the lip, like trying to like fight me, and I'm like looking around, like <laughs> I'm like a new piece of meat trying to fill their job, and it was kind of scary because <laughs> these guys were fucking tough and mean and scary, and, and you're just kind of like, well, if you want to make it, you got to show up, so you can't be scared. And I think now you go to training camp and it's like you look line up next to him in like that scrimmage. You're like, who are you? Like, <laughs> and like, like, I think the old school way, like you're here to take my job or I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going back on the minors then because I don't want to get my ass kicked. You don't have that scariness anymore. It wasn't a matter if you're the best first-round draft pick. They still went up to you and, like, fucking scared you to make you 
work for it. And I don't think we have that anymore. It's just like first round or second round comes in now. He's going to fluff him up. Hey, make sure you say hi to him. Make sure he's doing okay. <laughs> hey, like, what? <laughs> I had to earn every inch. And yeah. I feel like now, I mean, the game's, like you said, the game's changed, but it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. He's kind of chuckle and shrug your shoulders and respect it you can't throw the uh his full bag into the shower and turn the shower on anymore <laughs> huh? no you cannot do that you can't <laughs> you can't do it you can't even say hi on twitter you'll get yelled at <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh the cup runs man and your experience you know maybe we'll start off and and uh obviously St. Louis and St. Louis. that was like it was probably a little bit of a different yeah. atmosphere. No, uh, no Buffalo or no Buffalo. Jesus, no uh, COVID bullshit going on. And um, you know, so what was that like? You know, how was the party life after and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, I guess playing in St. Louis was kind of nerve wracking when I signed here, but I always wanted to play for the Blue Note. And just remember, my dad taking us to our we had season tickets, but going to the old arena and you know we had two season tickets one would i would sit on his lap my two brothers would sit in other seats so you had those fine memories of like going to the games we'd go in our minivan and we'd park by the railroad tracks every single game our car would get broken into him like that he's like no it's free parking so <laughs> that's me like that you remember and you know, growing up watching Oaks Hall, Shanahan, Craig Janney, uh, McGinnis. I mean, the list goes on. Grant Fuhrer. I mean, when Gretz came, that was pretty neat, 95. But his turnover fucking sucked. No, I tell him that all the time. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I just think for us, for me, signing here was – Committed to a team that has a chance to win. I wanted New Jersey had my heart because I finished the year there. But my son being from here, I had never really been with him for a full year. You know, when he was born September 2nd of 08, you know, I left for rookie camp, and that was my first year of pro. So I never really seen him grow as a, as a kid, so just the summertime. So I was, like, really focused on him there and making sure – I was going to the right team. And I, I obviously it worked out in the end. Um, the beginning was a struggle for me and tough. But, you know, when we won on that 11-game win streak, you can tell we had something special. And then obviously one of the Stanley Cup was icing on the cake. And being, being from St. Louis and going down Market Street and seeing those fans, I just had chills the whole day. Obviously I was a bit hammered. But <laughs> chills from the cold beer, maybe. You kind of want to soak it all in, and it, and yeah. you just realize it when you when we when we flew in that night, and and we drove the bus. The bus took us back to the rink to party with the cop, and he drove us down Market Street. There's people camping out to get seats, and a kid growing up in St. Louis watching the Cardinals win, watching the Rams win. I mean, I was like, holy shit, this is real life, like this is the best thing I'm probably ever going to witness in my entire life. And knowing that my family and son will be there when I get off that bus, obviously they were on the ice with me, but it, it's just seeing them in our home soil and hugging them and realizing this is a dream. Obviously that just came true and it was just amazing. We partied hard. I mean, I went, 
We went, we went straight to, uh, straight to the rink, right to OB Clark's party there till about seven. Come back, took a nap. <laughs> went back to another team party about eleven. Woke up. Uh, I think we had the parade the next day. Party? No, we didn't have the parade. We slept in. Woke up. Went to uh, a nice little drinks and appetizers. Went to the brewery. Partied all night. Took the cup to a bar. Woke up the next day it was a parade, and then uh, we took a plane to uh, Vegas right after the parade and partied there for two nights. <laughs> yeah, it was a good show. Was Hobie the most fucked up or what? What's that? Was Brett Hall the most fucked up or what? Hug <laughs> <Long> shot. <laughs> <laughs> he beat everyone. I mean, uh, I don't know if he. Beat, I don't know if he. I don't know, like. I mean, all of us at OBs, like, there's, like, a handful of us that went straight from the rink at 7 in the morning, went straight to OBs. And then you guys obviously priced all those pictures outside OB Clark's with all the fans realizing the cup was there. I mean, I don't remember that. I don't remember doing that. But <laughs> Dude, yeah, there's a reason we didn't make it to the NHL, and that's because we fucking partied harder than play. <laughs> that's right. That's okay, though. Yeah. yeah a little bit. A little bit different right. atmosphere down in Tampa. Obviously, they uh, bringing the cup out and the jet skis and shit like that. A little, uh, yeah. little different weather. Kucherov, yeah. had, Kucherov had like a yacht, didn't he? His agent brought got a yacht over there and partied on it. Was that him? Oh, uh, that was probably his cup party not too long ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a yacht, but during the parade, we each we each got assigned to a boat. Then it was like either two guys, so or three, some whatever it was, and uh, it was neat though. Like uh, they opened up the city wide open right before Game Six, the day before. So it's like, holy shit! You think we're gonna have a parade, and then we won Game Six, and we're like, yeah, we're having a boat parade. We're doing Raymond James Stadium. Like, okay, this is like round two. Here we go. Like this is. <laughs> And sure enough, it was. It was round two, but that boat parade. I've never. Obviously, we we'd want to be close to the fans, but we 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 got close enough to celebrate with them. We were throwing beers at them. They're throwing beers at us. Shots. So that, <laughs> that that was fun. I really enjoyed that part. Raymond James Stadium was. I don't remember much of that, but oh shit. <laughs> I don't remember much of that, but I don't. I, Last part I remember is probably going on stage. But <laughs> I think we saw that one. We saw that, yeah. Awesome. But uh, it, it was a blast. Like I, I didn't, I didn't have high hopes going into it. And I ended up being like, that was fucking sick. You know, yeah. like the first ever parade, on, like going to Raymond James Stadium, having it half full, like having fans all around Raymond James Stadium, going to the bar after it was packed. It's like, what is COVID now? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck COVID. Yeah. Uh, it was wide open. We had a blast. We had fun. We drank for like four or five days. We golfed with it. Uh, but by the end of it, I was like, I looked at my wife, and we're at the hotel, and I was like, get me home. <laughs> <laughs> get me home to my kid, or I'm just going to sit here and migrate. And like, go to <laughs> Die. I'm gonna sit here and die. Yeah. How, yeah. How is your golf game, Pat? Are you a good golfer? I'm okay. I wouldn't say I'm good. I, I'm a grinder like my game. 
Uh, I did get down to a six. So nice. pretty good. I'm, I'm not That's bad. I'm not yeah. a long ball. Everyone's like, are you a long ball? You're so big. I'm like, no. So I'm, I'm not good i i grind pretty hard i can compete if that's that's a good i can compete with you're not holding anybody up yeah i have good shots like i'm not like it is what it is nice i think one of the biggest that takes that i took from your two cups was um you know when you won this the cup in st louis and then uh then again in the bubble when everybody got their chance after the after game uh, seven, I believe, to hold the cup and skate around the rink with no fans. I mean, what a difference it was to grab the cup in full of a full arena. I mean, what was that like to to grab the cup and like have nobody there, you know, except for you know, the other team? Good question. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't the same, right? Obviously, I would say I would say it was neat. To, like, go back. Like, obviously, when we won in Boston, it was completely different. The families weren't allowed to go to the locker room, but they were allowed to go on the ice. So to have that team bonding after and not have, like, a complete shit show of, like, trying to get families in, trying to do that, like, when we land, like, even get our families into the arena when we went from St. Louis at, like, 4 in the morning, that was a shit show, you know? Like, trying to get passes, trying to get them down the tunnel. We literally just won. We we skated around the cup. Obviously, that was that was a bit awkward, but you still kind of soak it in. Like, holy shit, I am raising the Stanley Cup again for at some yeah, of this. Raising the cup, yeah. For some of them, it's most of them. It's the first time, so you kind of soaking it in. And then when you get back to the locker, you're just looking around. There's no family, just the players. We're having a blast. You go to back to the hotel and you look around. It's just the guys. Yeah, and really soaking all that in and having a couple beers with the boys, telling the stories about the year, how the fuck this happened. We're in the middle of Edmonton. We're in a bubble, and, we, <laughs> and we're in our lounge room. Then we go up to the hotel room. We're hanging out. So I mean, it was it was neat. I mean, really different experience. But I would say I I soaked this one in more. I actually looked around and I cherished the moments. And I had I had time with the with the boys, and like we wanted St. Louis. I just said, "Where's the beers?" And we just started drinking. And <laughs> you know, you're not taking pictures with the cup. You're not really enjoying the cup as much as you would like. So this time around, I put my gear up nice. I just walked around. I took pictures with it. I enjoyed it. I saw all the smiles on the face. Videotaped a lot of it, and I just read all the names on the cup upstairs after the lounge, and just hung out and. I think I just really took advantage of it. And I would say this year was completely different than last, but to take to take out of the both of them, I would say I took advantage of this year's more because the year before it was more like I'm from St. Louis, whatever, hometown kid. Like, was, you know, I just, I was flying high, drinking beers, you know, kissing babies. Just <laughs> I, I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, you might get three. I mean, you guys are stacked. You got the best goalie in the league. I mean, I mean, then you got Kucherov, Hedman on defenseman. God, I mean, you got you who dropped the gloves. If anyone wants to fucking drop the gloves, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you guys, it's, it's a possibility, a right? I mean, you guys, uh, you know, it's going to be a shortened season, um, but uh, I mean, it is. I mean, you guys are up there, top five teams to win the cup. 
You guys I, are winning. I, you're winning so many cups, Pat. You're drinking your backwash every year. No, I know. It's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. I said to the guys, I go, if Pat Maroon gets traded, I'm putting money on that team to win the cup. Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me ask you a question about that. We, we've been talking about, you know, some people go their whole fucking lives, their whole career, and they don't get to, you know, even an opportunity at, at a playoff uh, chance at it. You know, when you get back to back, you know, do you feel like you're lucky? Or, you know, what, what does that feel like for you, um, you know, knowing that there are some, some fucking great players that never got the opportunity to hoist that cup and you're, you're – you know, you're two years in a row. Your name is etched on that thing forever. Yeah. yeah. I say I'm blessed. I'm, I'm blessed to play with so many good players and so many good teams. Uh, even in Anaheim, we had an opportunity to win. We lost to Chicago the year they they beat Tampa in the finals, uh, which I thought we, we were up 3-2 in that series. I thought that was the year we were going to win the cup. But I played with some, so many great players, so many great teams. Uh, you know, I've I've found a way to migrate to really good hockey teams. Just always had a chance to win the Stanley Cup. I've only missed the playoffs one time. Wow. Uh, so I've been fortunate enough to really play in the postseason and you know strive in the postseason. Uh, you know, so I, it's it's crazy to think that I did go back to back, but you know, I just feel like maybe. Teams need some character guys, and I'm a fun-loving kind of big guy that will kind of, you know, just hang out in the locker room, make sure everyone feels comfortable, bring everyone together, and uh, do my job with the ice. And I feel like I found a new role by doing that, and I think teams got wind of it, you know. Yeah. And, but like I said before, I've been blessed just to play in the NHL, and my ultimate goal when you step foot in the NHL is to win a Stanley Cup like everyone else is. And, you know, I didn't think, you know, eight years in the league now that I would have two and only missed the playoff once and play for elite teams and play with elite players. And I've been fortunate enough to play with so many good players like Anaheim, Solani, Coyview, Gatsoff. I mean, you can go down the list, you know, get traded to Edmonton and make the playoffs for the first time and, like, who knows? And make it <laughs> the second round and lose to Anaheim in game seven, which – have probably won that series to go to the conference finals and then get traded to New Jersey and you know they were a couple points out and we found a way to grind in make the playoffs and then come to St. Louis win the cup we're going to Tampa so I've been really blessed with to play with so many good pl players and teams you call it luck or maybe I'm just uh I just I'm attractive, I guess, in a bad way. <laughs> I didn't mean that disrespectfully by any means. I'm just saying there are some guys that have clearly had bad luck and didn't no, get I, No, you're not. I didn't know, like, how to – I guess it's not really – for me, I guess it is kind of luck, but I guess it's kind of – I've been fortunate, fortunate to play with, like, yeah. really good teams. I think some people miss out on those opportunities to play for good teams. And – uh, it sucks because you don't want your career and play for bad teams your whole career and be like, what the fuck did I just waste my time for? for <laughs> yeah. I think some players go through a career like that, and that's that's unfortunate because you do want to play for contenders every single year. You do want to play for good teams every year. Even if you're on the fourth line and you did that for 12 years of your career, I mean, players want to win. 
and I guess I've been lucky to play for really good hockey teams, and I guess I'm not going to change that. I guess. <laughs> no, don't. Hey, hey, listen, I, Pat, I would say I've been listening to you for 35, 40 minutes. I've never met you in my life, but you, there's something about you, energy about you, a little swagger about you that you got to give yourself a little credit, man. You're probably bringing some of that swagger to the team, and that translates yeah. to uh, good you know, chemistry. Translates, yeah, translates I'll jump on that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll jump on that too. Derek Lalonde said that about you. He goes, he goes. Pat Pat Maroon has something about him. He's something, you know. He's a locker room guy. Everybody loves to, you know, they love him in the locker room. They love to play with him on the ice. You just get you get people fired up and ready to play. And um, I, I forget what he said exactly. It was something like, "You see, you see, you got to get me in, man. You got to get me on that ice." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, he said a lot of good things about you. No, yeah, he's. They've been great, you know. Obviously, they took a chance on me last year, and you know, I just wanted to come in and kind of help out the team. I know they had some bumps in the roads and trying to get over that hump, and sometimes you just need someone to come in there and kind of make everyone feel loose again and like make them feel like a kid again instead of having so much stress on themselves all the time. Yeah, we need dollars, but at the end of the day, you gotta have fun doing it, and. And, and you can work hard doing that too. And uh, I think making guys feel they're comfortable and like, you know, sometimes guys go into a locker room, they don't talk and you just got to make sure they can talk. It's your, it's your locker room too. Just because people have a, the captain or their assistants doesn't mean you can't talk, you know, like yeah. your voice matters in a room. And I feel like I try to carry that to the young guys too. And even the Ford guys, you know, we have so many, languages in that locker room you just want to make sure everyone feels comfortable and everyone has a voice and if you do that it carries so so much more and it's more attractive than someone sitting there than after a game they're motherfucking someone because of that yeah. <laughs> so i just feel like you can you can change so many cultures in that so many ways and some of these people don't speak english you got to make sure you, you understand their language and making sure you understand them and then it, it goes from there. So I just try to find a way to communicate with everyone and be friends with everyone. I, I've never hated anyone in my life because it just doesn't go far. You know, obviously hateful, hate's a strong word, but there's people on the ice you, you dislike, but I'm sure <laughs> off the ice too. So you just try to find ways to make sure you, you communicate with everyone and make sure you say good morning to everyone every morning. It just, it just goes a long way. You know, I just don't, miserable every fucking day because I'm like <laughs> I'm still a kid playing in NHL. I always tell my son that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm a kid still to, living out my dream. Yeah. Uh, I think people forget that, you know. Sometimes people forget that uh, I know it's a business, but you got to somehow find a way to enjoy it too at the same time. You're a young buck, so what are you, 32, 33? Yeah, I'm not getting any faster though, so <laughs> I got two years left. I guess two years left to maybe grind it out for another year. I don't know. Uh, I got more than two years. I got. I always tell people I, I I'm gonna play until they kick me out. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's me at my job. I, I'm gonna keep working until they fire me. <laughs> exactly. That's all you can do. Hey, let me ask you: How, how big was it for Stamkos to dress and then fucking get his first ship and then snipe? How big was that for you guys on the yeah. bench? I, I feel like, you know, as a spectator, hard on. 
for me watching, I thought that that was the turning point of the series. Yeah. I, I thought for sure that was the turning point. For sure. I think when everyone thought he was drafted, guys were pumped up. And uh, obviously he's our leader. He's our go-to guy. Uh, him and Cooch are something special. And to have him, put, uh, have him entered in the lineup was awesome, especially for me. He got, he got to play with me. And uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty cool, but I always tell him he should have passed that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the blue line. I was trying to catch up. A little drop pass. Well, you know, as a captain, I'm just thinking, you know, how bad does that suck to be the leader? And you're, you're not dressing. Like, you're out of the mix, right? You might be the captain. You might be the team leader. But if you're not dressing and you're not playing, you're not a part of that. Yeah, uh, at least from my perspective, you're, you're, it's hard to be a part of the guys that are going on the ice and are playing the game. Yeah, I agree. I, it's really is tough. Uh, obviously, he went through some different times with his injury, and I think it was more frustrating for him watching us win and move on and advance, uh, knowing that he he wants to be out there and he's he was trying to do everything he can to go out there and play. I'm so happy he got to play that game and obviously him scoring, I think it was a momentum change, but uh, I think what people do forget, obviously it's it was a top secret, but he was there for Long Island. He wrote a cool little message on the board. Uh, and, you know, I think that was his way of trying to get to us. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, he wants to win a Stanley Cup bet. Everyone in that room did. And he was trying everything he could knowing that he couldn't be in that locker room during intermission or, or whatever it is, so he wrote this uh, cool little message on the dry board, and uh, we felt it there. We felt his presence around the room. We we always did. We missed him dearly, and I think him coming back to the game was just a different energy in our group, and I think it was a turning point. I think him scoring that goal just had some energy to our team after that, and uh, we kind of built it off. Nice. Hey, man, we, we've probably gone over a lot of time for Pat Maroon talk, but we really appreciate you coming on with us tonight. Yeah, man. It's been a lot of fun, and um, it's uh, good to hear from you guys and your experiences that we don't see, obviously, um, from watching it on TV and shit like that. I'm down here in um, Florida Panthers country, just across from Tampa, so maybe I'll get over to, to the Lightning Games if they let people in this year and, and check it the out. Winter. All right. What's that? you got to come to the winning side. Yeah, I know, man. It's easier to get tickets down in fucking Panther country, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, uh, but before you go, let me ask you, where where are you going in Tampa right now? Where, have you been out at all, or do you have a place where you eat and drink? Uh, we don't. My wife is a really good cook, so she cooks a lot. Uh, I don't know. We I don't know where we go. I mean, shit. Typical Burns, but I'm Burns is overrated. Uh, <laughs> don't call them that. Jesus. I, so I, I just go for the ambiance. Uh, uh, but I, I like Burns a little bit. I like Meat Market. Uh, go for drinks. We go to Green Lemon a lot. That's a good spot. It's like a Mexican slash, I don't know, it's not really healthy bowls slash tacos, I guess you call it. <laughs> I spent four years in, in St. Pete, Tampa, and uh, have you made it to Gasparilla or anything like that? No, COVID. Mm, oh, COVID. during COVID, right, right. Yeah. Well, it wasn't COVID. 
January. No, we were out of town. I was on. We were on All Star break. Okay. We came back okay. uh, night, so I missed it. I should have stayed. God damn it! I heard nothing but good about it. That's a wild, wild spot. Um, I'm not sure I could have taken my wife there. I, I did meet my wife there in St. Pete, but I'm not sure we would have done very well together in that. Uh, oh, that doctor. Brought her back to upstate New York. What a good guy. <laughs> I'm in Raleigh right now, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, I, I did. I did okay, see. That's, that's better. I did see that you spent some time in the worst weather you could be in: Syracuse, Glen Falls, Edmonton, and then some of the best weather in Anaheim, Tampa Bay. So it worked out, yeah. evened out a little bit. Syracuse is brutal for snow. I think it snowed. I first got traded there from. When I was in Philly in the minors, I got first got traded there. It snowed for like 24 days straight. It was <laughs> it's depressing, man. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, that was my favorite place to play in all minors. I would oh, take Syracuse yeah. for any any place because first off, single <laughs> college town living on campus, you felt like you're Syracuse athlete, but you're actually Syracuse crunch. <laughs> party and going on campus so that was that was fun i really enjoyed that nice. uh syracuse is a blast yeah it's a cool town it's a great town i think it's undercover it's actually a really good food good bar scene i mean obviously the college so i mean we had a blast our uh, whole great. team great town so, <laughs> nice so All is right. andrew chuck still across the street from amali from who from the arena. What do you know. call the arena now? Uh, Emily. Emily, excuse me. Yeah, what Andrew Chucks used to be right across the street. I used to go there and get tanked up and then go in to watch the games. Um, is what? it still there? No, you should see it now. I mean, Phoenix done an unbelievable job. There's a JW Marriott now right across the street. There's bars, restaurants, there's everything. It's changed quite a bit then since I was running, running around. A lot. Yeah. For my understanding, because when I came in, I think it was like up and coming, and then now it's changed completely. So it's uh, it's actually a cool little town. Tampa's fun. Tampa's really yeah. fun. I'm going to have to come over and watch a game. Hopefully they let us in the, let us in the arena this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think – Tampa's wide open. I'm sure we're the only team that could have fans. Yeah, man. My kids are playing hockey down here. I mean, there's only like one rink. I got to go to West Palm, but um, yeah, there's hockey down here. <laughs> uh, Tampa's big in hockey right now. They got a couple of good rinks down there. So yeah, yeah, it's like uh, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale. That area has some hockey. Orlando and Tampa. It's pretty much like the only. Are you guys still play. practicing in in Brandon? Yeah. At the, I forget what it's called. I used to play men's league there, um, but I, the, the place is uh, turning into quite the hockey town. I, I loved it. I had a great time. Yeah, it is. They just redid the whole rink inside the locker room too, and everything. So it's a really nice facility. So nice. Yeah. nice. Hey Pat, well thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. It's been a good talk, man. Good luck this season. Hopefully, you guys get kicked off here in a few weeks. Have a good holiday. Merry Christmas, all that shit. Yeah, thanks, boys. Merry Christmas and a happy new year, fellas. Have a good one. Peters, I yeah. thought you were some pucks for us from the shooter tutor, but I guess you did. <laughs> uh, I, I will wait until you're gone. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> See you, fellas. Merry Christmas, boys. Yeah. See you, man. Later. Good luck. Yes. See you, Pat. Thanks, man. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, this is Derek D Train He Too. Tonight's episode is brought to you by. We're three brothers from a small town in the east coast of Canada. Golf has been in our blood since Caddyshack was at the drive-in. We've dedicated our lives to this game. Right tree with them high falcons in the sun. Ride the bell on down. I don't Hockey Club is brought to you by GolfsMostWanted.com. GolfsMostWanted.com offers a wide variety of unique and custom ball markers. We're talking everything from avocados to hockey skates and everything in between. So if you're a scratch golfer getting to the green with ease and looking to add a little flair once you're there, or if you're like our own Uncle Artie Sullivan and picked up a few ticks, some poison ivy, and thrown a couple clubs on your way to the green and need a little distraction from your game, GolfsMostWanted.com has the marker for you. You need to check out golfsmostwanted.com and see for yourself the massive selection of unique and custom markers. These markers won't end up rattling around in the bottom of your bag or in the washing machine after the round. These are the real deal. So go to golfsmostwanted.com and check these out. That's golfsmostwanted.com. You didn't come here to lay up. That was an ace. That was a pretty ace interview, boys. I had a lot of fun talking to him tonight. Um, Pat Maroon from the Tampa Bay Lightning. What a what a great what a great guy, man. I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect uh, having him on tonight because every personality is different when we have him on the show. Um, we've seen him on other podcasts. Obviously, uh, Derek mentioned earlier, um, you know, I think it depends on who he's talking to, what personality comes out. And I think tonight we saw the best side of him. Oh, yeah. yeah was, uh, you know, look, we're we're not a production studio. People don't feel like they have to have a stick up their ass when they come on here. And they shouldn't. <laughs> People want to see the, the real side of players. They're, they're human beings. Pat just said it. He said, I'm still a kid living out my dream. I mean, yeah. we can all relate to that. That was awesome. Get the fucking shooter tutor going. That's like next episode. We have to have Peter shoot a couple pucks and we'll put some money on it to uh, see, you know, if he can hey, hit the upper corner. Don't bet against me. <laughs> He's still got it. Great guy. I mean, I think he was eating some Lipton noodle soup there. Uh, that was that was pretty sweet, man. It's it's. I don't know. It's just this common theme we keep beating this like a like a drum every time we talk about it. But all these guys, maybe it's us. Maybe we're good guys to talk to or, or something, you know. But every single fucking people we talk to, I mean, it's like so down to earth. This guy won back to back cups. Like you think you'd have like an arrogance to him or whatnot, but. All, everybody we talk to, man, just down to earth hockey people, man. They're just it's awesome. It's really awesome. It's it's humbling, even to myself, to like listen to these guys. It's great. Yeah, we're you know we're we're really lucky to to have the setting where these guys can come on and tell us what they you know what's really going on. 
you know, I don't know. Maybe it is this. Some of it might be us. I mean, there's no expectation here. Let's give, right? us, some, let's give us some credit. Yeah, that was a good podcast. I mean, it was awesome. He'll come back on for sure. I got his number. Pat Maroon, he just texted me. See what he says. Good stuff, boys. Loved it. Yes, that was, good, that was a good one, though. It was uh, great to see him on and uh, hear him talking about uh, the Chara fight. That's what I wanted to know. And uh, hearing him say that, that uh, last time he fought him, he scored three goals. So <laughs> I think that was the underlying reason why he fights him now all the time. Let's get that on there. Oh, yeah, you heard yeah. it here first. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good fun facts. I mean, like the the thing that I asked him about uh, hoisting the cup with no fans, because when I watched that celebration, that was the biggest thing I took away from it was these guys hoisting a cup to nobody, you know, the opposite yeah. team that, you know, obviously didn't want to see them skating around. So, you know, unfortunately it was just them skating around for just to show their teammates they're hoisting the cup and they usually when they grab it you know they, they were like yelling and stuff but they'll go skate around the rink a little bit with it and pass it off or well, that didn't really happen it was just kind of like a quick power turn back power turn back yeah, so yeah. it was obviously a lot different this year and it's you know like he said he, they made the best of it and it was kind of nice because they had team bonding with it but uh and i think some of the guys for their first time were kind of robbed of that experience from you know, actually going, the crowd going wild. But you know, what he said, you know, makes sense. I mean, you know, to when you win the cup and all you want to do is, you know, hang out with the guys and you got to worry about your mom and dad and are they down here? So you're looking for them and you're looking for your wife and kids and you got to organize that and people are yelling your name, Pat, Pat, come over here, you know, and there's a hundred things going on where, you know, this time it was just them and the boys, they could kind of just relax a little bit and, you know, definitely two ends of the spectrum for sure. You get to enjoy it a little bit more than than have to deal with all the yeah. excess bullshit that comes with it. Yeah, it's understandable for sure. Yeah, great podcast. So, uh, um, I was excited all day to speak with Pat Maroon. I think we're gonna who we got coming up next. Rob Crawford coming up. Mark Crawford. Um, Mark Crawford and Jason Lively uh, is going to come back on. Yeah, remember Jason, right? Yeah, the homie guy. Paints all the helmets for the NHL players. He's actually did uh, Byington's helmet when uh, St. Louis won the Stanley Cup. So yeah, uh, we we're trying to get him. To, his buddies with him. We're trying to get him to come on with us, but we couldn't yeah. make it happen. Maybe now that he's not so famous, he'll come back on. Yeah. So we got we got a couple of people coming on. I think we might even. Uh, I'm working on Ron Francis, who's the GM of the uh, Seattle Kraken. That would be great to get him on. So I'm working on that. I think it might get him penciled in too. And. Uh, the original uh, guy who called uh, Hockey Night in Canada, um, Brian McFarlane um, from St. Lawrence University, uh, he's up in age. Um, we're going to get him on too. So he was before Ron McLean. Um, he's up there in age. So it's just, you know, we'll have to uh, tone it down a little bit when we get him on. But to have a hockey legend like Brian McFarlane, the, the first announcer for Hockey Night in Canada, is going to be huge. So we got a few good podcasts coming up. So uh, stay tuned. Tell us a little bit about Dormy and, uh, and I was just about uh, to say the same Dormy. thing. Uh, so Dormy head covers, Pretty our golf club head covers are amazing. These things are really nice leather. 
And, you know, for you, Derek, up there in the North Country, they double as gloves. Wear them as winter gloves. You can take you can take your cookies out of the oven with those shits. Oh, I mean, yeah. A lot of possibilities. No, they're pretty sick. Dormy Head Covers has a lot of uh, head covers, custom head covers. If you go to their website, it's uh, or check them out on Twitter, Instagram, or, or uh, Facebook. I mean, they have the Stanley Cup, all NHL teams, um, random, you know, Irish flags, uh, American flags, uh, Statue of Liberty. You name it. You can actually, you know, come up with an idea. And uh, have it custom made, and um, just like the blue liners did. Yep, just yeah. like us. I mean, we've got this, these custom blue liners. So whatever. We got want. a new pattern coming. The other ones that are coming, they have these same color schemes, but they go up and down. They're going to be pretty sweet, and then they'll have our names on them, which is fucking awesome. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to get my own, but I'm excited also to be able to send them out to some of the guys that uh, we haven't been able to. Appropriately, yeah. So huge yeah. shout out to Dormy Head Covers, uh, Dormy Workshop. Excuse me. Uh, Golf's most wanted. They hooked us up with ball markers. These things are fucking sick too. They're they're metal. Um, the packaging. I mean, it's 100% professional. You know, it says you didn't come here to lay up. Yeah, pretty sick. Pretty nice. Yes, ah. Uh... Uh, Big thing happening here. I only need ball markers once. <laughs> yeah, putt once. That's it. <laughs> I get I get a lot of use out of mine. I usually three times. But tell uh, us so another good show. Um, there's not too much hockey to talk about right now, so uh, we'll just plug our sponsors here and get ready for the next guest. We are going to be coming out on Sportscaster, so you can watch this shit live and uh, give our uh, listeners a chance to chime in while we're interviewing people, maybe even try to ask a question, stuff like that. So um, I did see players are starting to land in the cities. So they're, they're starting to make their way back to, you know, the teams, which is a good cities. sign. Um, you know, it sounds like things will happen. I, I don't think they've had it. They don't have an agreement between the owners and the NHLPA yet. So. You know, that shit still has to be taken care of, but it does look like things are happening. They're coming back from overseas, starting to work out with the teams again. Uh, so that's huge, man. We'll take it. Yeah, take World it. Juniors coming up Christmas Day, so we'll be, we might even be on, um, you know, uh, Sportscaster. Sportscaster watching that live. So check us out there, too. Yes, sir. All right, boys, another good one. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice. Tell you. Sweeto! Oh, doctor! Keep your head up. Meow. Meow.